0: Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on any social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together, so we thank you guys for supporting Memphis Tigers student-athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy.
1: Welcome to Tigers Untapped,
0: a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the
1: conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ!
0: Another day, another dollar. What
1: up, my man? Hey, I can't, cannot, cannot complain. I cannot
0: complain. Well, Monday night, we in the middle of the Natty is underway. And yeah, it's uh, I think last week, what did we both say? It was going to be UConn, and it's looking like we're right. I think they're, they're up 12 at half. They were up by as many as 16 in the first half. That's good for my uh, parlay. I had them minus three and a half in the first. Tell the fine folks listening and watching this evening what we will be sipping on.
1: This is Grind City Brewing, Poppy's Pills, an American Pil. Pilsner. American Pill Is this their uh, answer to Wiseacre's Tiny Bomb? Perhaps. It all started at a Christmas Eve family dinner, you know? What? Reading the can. Oh, wow. I've seen that. Poppy's
0: pills that all started at a Christmas Eve family dinner. Pops and Poppy were enjoying this Pilsner by the fire. Pops said that this was the best beer he had, and Poppy couldn't get enough of it. The conversation shifted to health, and Poppy looked at Pops and said, This Pilsner is the only medicine I need. Everyone in the pop in the room paused and said out loud, Poppy's pills. The rest is history. Can you believe that story? Whose name is Poppy?
1: No. Whose name is
0: Poppy? Well, it does say just what the doctor ordered though at the top.
1: See that? Yeah, we can't. I'll I'll get back into it later. We'll we'll talk. This is a fine American pilsner. You're just reading the can, Trey.
0: No, that came to me after that. So,
1: all right, what's going on? What's on the slate like a fine American pilsner? Well, first off,
0: the final four underway, we mentioned it, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) TJ
1: nailed it right saturday
0: it. i needed it i needed i needed that it's not a full redemption or revenge we'll get that next season but i needed the owls of fau to feel some heartbreak and boy did they experience heartbreak on saturday evening in houston just yeah. a buttery smooth jumper by san diego state right there. the hey The one and only true buzzer beater of the NCAA tournament so far. Is that true? Yeah. That shot went in as time expired. Hmm. The only one. Some may have considered there's a buzzer beater, but there were a couple seconds left and we had an opportunity to get a shot off. So. Went through clock struck zero. I needed it. It felt great. I mean, I jumped up out of my chair in celebration.
1: I mean, I didn't care either way. I I think I like the storyline of the lower seed or the higher seeds, however you want to word that, kind of uh, making it. So it's kind of a win-win for me, whatever. I I think you also have the bragging rights that a a conference foe um, made it to the final four. It was kind of a win-win, I guess.
0: Yeah, there's a that is the, I guess the uh exciting, if you will, you want to call it that is yeah, you're adding a true Final Four team next year. And they should have not only will Dusty We Sleep and May be back, but they should have uh most of their team back, if I'm not mistaken. So We've talked about it before. They'll probably, I mean, depending on what you're able to do in the portal, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, mm-hmm. at least at this point in time are probably the favorites for the American next year.
1: It's fair. I think mean, it's fair. Vegas
0: favorites, I would say. The owls of Boca Raton. So, uh, we'll see as we get closer to the season, if that sticks around, how this roster shapes up. Uh Payne's doing work in the portal. We got a big week ahead. It's Monday. Uh, yep. Later in the week, TJ, we got uh, we got four official visits lined up yes. for the TIGS. Thursday, you got a doubleheader with uh, Caleb Mills, former hmm. Houston and uh, most recently Florida State uh, guard 6'5", junior out of Arden, North Carolina. Uh, he will be visiting with Dayton Forward, six nine two twenty five from Finland, Mustafa Amsel.
1: Amsel's the one that I think, out of everyone you're going to mention, that's the one I'm absolutely keying in on. I think that he fits a need that you have in multiple facets. He's got gr- – Good size, I would say. I think he's 6'9, 220, 225, depending on where you're looking. Um, can hit the three. I, I, I'm excited about Amsel I think they really need to lock that one down.
0: Yeah. He, I mean, not gonna lie, at first quick glance, 9.3 points, five boards, one and a half assists, 44% from the field. He shot uh, 37% from three this year, which is pretty good. Um, but I'll tell you this, I was watching uh, a little bit of highlight tape from him earlier, some scouting, did not realize it 1.24 points per possession when this man spots up from three, hmm. 42% of the, the time uh, down the floor. That's 94th percentile in the country when this dude spots up from three.
1: Oh.
0: That's not bad. You talked about it all year long. Obviously, the team ended up, I would say, not – as bad as we probably anticipated in the uh, preseason from three. But it uh, would have been nice to have somebody like Amsel out there that could knock down a spot-up tray ball when, when KD was driving him and kicking out. But um, also to note, he would have been the second highest offensive-rated player on this year's team, behind only DeAndre.
1: DeAndre, yeah.
0: If, he had, if Amsel had been on the, uh, the Tigers this year. I think he was like a one – 112.2 or something like that. DeAndre was a 115. Mm-hmm. Uh, KD was a 111. So Amsel, a very efficient offensive basketball player. Did you mention the, the size? Um, mm-hmm. So I think there are there are a lot of – it's not a big, flashy like pickup by any means, but I think it fits some needs that you have.
1: Well, yeah, not not only that. Like we've talked about his size, he's a shooter. He doesn't foul very often. I, I think that you know that's something we kind of overlook, considering coming from the DeAndre era, where you have a big man who, who's dropping out of games kind of often. A floor. Yeah, yeah. So he's a guy that can stay on the court. Um, I do con- I am a little concerned that he doesn't maybe rebound as much as you would want for a guy who's six ten. But it seems like Dayton played him oh, kind of at the perimeter a lot, not really putting him down low. Perhaps it's not his game. Not really sure. Uh, I can't say I watch too much Dayton basketball, but uh, you'd, you'd want to see those rebound numbers go up a little bit. Maybe nothing crazy. Two extra rebounds a game, something like that. Sure. Uh, you
0: mentioned him not fouling a lot. I will say he was ranked nationally. I mean, not, you know, there's thousands of basketball players, but 450 in the country in free throw rate, 35.6% uh, of the time. And get this. For a big man, he can knock his free throws down. Nearly 80%, 79.5% from the free throw line. Sign me up for that.
1: It's so underrated of a stat.
0: Sign me up for that. I don't know the last time we had a – I mean, I guess you count DeAndre, but even he yeah. – he came in over 80% to Memphis, so maybe that is something we need to watch if Amsel ends up signing. But – uh We've struggled from the free throw line with big guys recently, so it'd be nice to have somebody that not only can knock them down, but he gets there at a pretty decent rate. Sure. Um, All right, and his co-pilot and visiting on Thursday, and Caleb Mills, somebody we've got a little bit of familiarity with. Uh, We talked about him being at Houston, and I think he played four games only before transferring uh, to Florida State but um played 32 games this season, had a little bit of a down year from three. He shot his previous two seasons where he played a full season, shot 35 and 37% from three this year only 29.4 uh, but he knocks his free throws down. the man can pass the basketball. three and a half assist. Uh, he was he has an assist rate of 24 percent Percent of his possessions, uh, which is up there uh, in terms of, of being able to get and uh, facilitate to your
1: teammates. Yeah, good good size six five. I think he's probably more of a combo guard than he is a uh, an actual point guard. Kind of a loose definition. Of him being a guard kind of thing, I think he can he can control the ball, but I don't know if I would necessarily want him to be my main facilitator. But I mean, good size seems athletic enough. I I would definitely someone I would be very interested in.
0: And I'll say this: he's size wise defensively. I think he will help you out, right? He's got a steal percentage two point six percent of the time, um, which is very good overall nationally and I was watching some footage of him earlier he just he positions himself very well defensively on the basketball court and it's like he's uh he just got great awareness court awareness and he kind of reads the pass defensively before the offense makes the pass so a lot of times he's like slipping in right as the pass is being made and getting a steal or kind of reading where the offensive player is trying to get to on the floor and he beats him to the spot and is able to to pick off a pass so I think somebody definitely that – like you said, I don't don't know if it's your primary ball handler. Maybe somebody that comes in and plays the two, if you are able to to land like a Quez, uh, who we'll talk about in a second, who could be your primary ball handler. But um, I think for sure somebody that would help out on the defensive side. We saw a little bit of a slip this year defensively from uh, the Tigers. They were a better offensive team than defensive team, which has not really been – the uh, the playbook for uh, Penny Hardaway and his Tigers. But uh, I think Mills is definitely somebody that would be able to help on that defensive side of the floor.
1: You know, one thing that I think is intriguing about Mills, and there's kind of conflicting res- like data on this, is he a grad transfer? Do we know? Because he's definitely a two-time transfer. And I'm not sure we want to get into the situation of fighting so the NCAA for eligibility. Yeah,
0: he's – He's listed as a junior. He's played three full years. He played four games in 2020, 2021. So, yeah, this may be somebody that I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that, but it feels like it would need a
1: waiver. Uh, He is a grad transfer. We're good. He
0: is a grad transfer. Okay.
1: Yep. He graduated uh, 2022 in July.
0: We're good. All right. Well done. Ready to rock and roll.
1: Social science degree, very popular there in Tallahassee. Social science degree.
0: Wow. Uh, on three, I'll say this in their transfer portal rankings has Caleb as the 60th overall at a 92 grade, so a four star uh, as far as transfer rankings go. Right now, he's they've got him a hundred percent. Uh forecasted to be a Memphis tiger no oh. and I'll say this if penny gets guys on campus and he wants them he's I been feel pretty good about his chances. At, at landing them so we'll see I, I would not be shocked if there is uh if there is news come Thursday night Friday into Saturday with all of these uh these visits happening later in the week
1: I'm trying to see where he's at on two four seven real quickly before we jump off.
0: I tried to look earlier, and it is it's
1: not, it's not in the top uh, fifty. No it him. looks like no. Yeah, interesting. It's pretty. I mean, he's a good enough player. I think he would definitely be in the top fifty. I think on on three had him in a pretty good spot. I mean, we're talking about a guy who averaged thirteen points.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about what, like 1,300, 1,500 guys in the portal. I'll take the 60th rated overall guy for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm assuming it's because he sucks at defense, but we'll see.
0: Um, All right, jumping into Friday, you got two more. I don't know if there will be any overlapping. These four guys may be on campus Friday morning together, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. But as you move into Friday, you've got uh, Quez Glover, the uh, six-foot point guard out of Knoxville, but uh, currently playing for Samford. So another two-time guy because he originally started at Florida. He's been at Samford. Um, and then visiting with him, Talafel, is that how you say it? TJ, correct me. We were trying to do this beforehand, and I've forgotten it.
1: Teawful. That's
0: right. Teawful. Teawful Leonard. Um, will be in on Friday. So the sophomore from MTSU 67175 wing at a Snyder, Texas. Uh we'll start with Quez. Sure. Teach, how do you feel about Quez? 14 and a half points, two and a half boards, two assists, 48% from the field. My guy shot 38% from three this year, 85% from the free throw line. I mean, on paper, it looks like it would be a good pickup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think you have a great point. On paper, he looks great. The one thing that concerns me is it's another six-foot guard. I really kind of want to get away from that. It's obviously more – you can get away with it in college. We'll say that, right? I think where things get dicey is that people are still hitting the portal left and right, left and right. And um, if I'm going to go for a short, a shorter guard with, uh, oh gosh, where's that kid? The kid from Oral Roberts that just hit the portal. Like I'm just going to prioritize him over anyone personally, but uh, yeah, no, no. Quez Quez is good. I think on paper he looks great. I think he would, uh, he'd fill right in. I think it's nice that you have him here at the same time. Leonard's here. Anytime you can kind of pair these guys together, I think it kind of, uh, it helps you out, right? Because they kind of feed off each other's energy and perhaps they can kind of say, let's do this. Let's come together kind of situation.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, I mean, again, it's not like a, a flashy, flashy big name, I don't think. And people would say he struggled his first two years in Florida. Is it really, he's been at Sanford playing in the Southern conference. Is it, as his numbers gone up? Has he looked better because of who he's playing against, right? The level of competition. Uh, mentioned it though 37% from three. If you can knock down three balls, I don't think sure. it matters who you're playing, right? You get an open look, so you can knock them down. Um, and then I mentioned a little bit. I watched some of uh, some Quez earlier and some scouting. He's 95th percentile in the country when he's the on ball. When he's a he gets a ball screen and he's the the ball handler. It's uh, just over one point per possession, and he's he's shifty. He's quick. I wouldn't say he's necessarily Kendrick out there, but uh, he can get to the rack. And he'll, Not he many knows on. how to use a ball screen. Uh, I will say, though, if you go into to Ken Palm, you can look at, uh, click on players and look at every year that they've played statistically, and it'll also give you um similar players, other players across the country, all throughout history that they were similar similar to. Quez is a freshman in Florida in 2020. You know who uh who's listed first as his most similar uh, statistically counterpart is
1: you're gonna say Kendrick or something silly like that. I freshman, that was...
0: Ken- freshman Kendrick Davis, two thousand nineteen. That now that's a I, freshman I, Kendrick Davis at TCU. That's not uh, fifth year or
1: sure. even
0: fourth year senior Kendrick, but not a bad guy to be uh, compared to.
1: Does it concern you that he only averages two assists a game? Is that anything that would like bother you?
0: I mean, I guess it's dependent upon what you're asking him to do and what's around him, right? Like, how much of that is him finding open guys and guys missing shots, too? Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of times assists are, yes, one, finding the guy, making the right play, making a good pass, but it's not an assist unless the person makes the shot. So I'd have to – see a little bit more to see if that's just not, if it's him not facilitating him not being able to find guys or if it's yeah. more of the guys around him. But at this point in time, no, I mean, a two and a half assist isn't terrible. Right. I mean, he had, and I'll, I'm looking at this, he had, he averaged four and a half last season. So yeah, that's four and a half is pretty daggum good. I do see he only played 19 games this year.
1: I guess he yeah, was. Yeah, I saw that. A little confused by that. I, I just assume it's always an injury anytime you see something like that. I think my one concern with him is I, I would, with Admus or whatever his name is, the Oral Roberts kid. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm scared to pull the trigger so quickly on someone like that when I know there's a clear upgrade in, in the portal. And, and maybe Admus is not someone we can get, whatever. Um, I, th- I still think I make that phone call and maybe I, uh, I kind of put the brakes on it on uh, Glover, despite he's here, you know, what's the phrase about uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush or something like that. I feel like it's that entire scenario, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I perhaps I'm an oddball on Glover, right? I mean, he hits his free throws. He seems effective offensively. He hits threes. Like what more could you ask for? Right. Yeah, for me personally, it's the guy that shoots thirty-seven percent from with nine attempts from three a game. So, I'm sure.
0: And I, I think the other part That's of it. that we've been talking so much about uh, defense and trying to get back to you know does sure. elite level defensive teams how much is he really going to be able to provide on the defensive side as a smaller guard, right? Sure. Statistically, at least. He's not really there. He doesn't have a great steal percentage, obviously basically non-existent block. I don't know he's recording a block. (laughs) Um, So that's the other part of it. But offensively and a ball handler, I think he would – he would play the point guard position well. Especially if he came in, you know, if you did end up getting – even somebody like Ace Baldwin or something from VCU, like if he could come in and play yeah. like a, a backup role a little bit. I don't know that he would want to come here as a fifth-year senior and do that, but you never know. Um, all right, and then Leonard. Uh, MTSU transfer, sophomore, six seven one seventy five, plays the wing. Now, talk about a defensive – upgrade. This is your guy right here. Leonard is the type of guy you need to get back to that elite level defense that uh, Penny Hardaway's teams are known for. Not a huge flashy offensive guy. He did average eight and a half points, four boards, one and a half assist. Shot 49% from the field, so not terrible. But uh, from a defensive standpoint, He's got a 3.7% steal uh, rate, which is good for 56 overall in the country. And then a 7.8% block rate, which is good for 42nd overall in the country. So the dude's taking cookies and then
1: swatting stuff off the backboard. Does he, have you, have you watched him yet? I've watched, yes, some
0: footage. He's very athletic and long.
1: You, I'm probably going to catch stuff for this, but he kind of reminds me of DJ. D Stephens. J. Jeffries? Stephens. DJ Stephens. Eh. Not, not senior year DJ, right? Not three-point DJ. But the bounciness of the guy his He's just gangly, right? If you see his arms are very long, he's able to make a lot of shots and kind of adjust his body mid-flight. Um, he just kind of he favors DJ, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he definitely – he's
0: not really – I mean, I will say some of what I watched was showing him hitting threes at first. So I was like, dang, can this dude shoot? So I went and looked at it. No. He shot 23% from three this year on two and a half attempts. But last year, he did shoot 34%. So I think he can shoot the ball. But he's really more of a, yeah, dunk on you, finishing at the rim, putbacks, lobs, just an athletic, in the paint kind of guy, not necessarily a shooter. Um, Which I think with Ashton, if Keontae comes back, if you're able to add – Mzl like even Caleb Mills or Quez like he got I think plenty of shooters out there so this is kind of that guy you need. it feels and you said this before we started I think it he feels like a much more athletic Elijah in that role not the same sure. guy but in that like defensive scrappy hustle yeah. kind of do everything else kind of guy but then he's there and could have you know a couple of big offensive plays with a putback dunk or dunk on somebody's head or you know finishing something at the rim
1: yeah i i think his biggest benefit is going to be in transition right i think he's going to be a monster on the defensive side and just clearing the floor in transition i think that's where he's probably going to do the most amount of his damage from the offensive perspective
0: yeah and if he's if he's getting steals which I said 56th in the nation, so you you look at it and you're like, man, that's really, really good. What would that have been on Memphis last year? It would have been second.
1: Probably pretty high up there, yeah. It would
0: have been second. Um, behind, do you know what Alex's was?
1: What? How many steals per game?
0: His steal percentage rate, 4.6% uh, no. of the time, possession sixteenth in the country. Is
1: that he was two just a still in the
0: basketball all the all the three, time. Three a game? What's the number there? What I man? think it's roughly almost three, yeah.
1: No, I like Leonard. I, I think Leonard would be a good mix. I think if you if you're taking Leonard, you're probably not gonna get Keontae back. And I'm not saying that because Leonard plays the two or anything like that. I just think how mm-hmm. it's gonna pan out
0: I don't know that I like that. If you're telling me that, I don't know that I want it. A straight-up trade Keontae for Leonard, I don't know that I want that. I
1: don't – look, if I'm – I think he become better defensively,
0: but worse offensively.
1: Yeah. I I I don't think
0: he is either. I agree with you.
1: I think if he – I mean, he could try to go pro. There's plenty of countries. I'm not going to say Turkey again and have you rip into me. But Well, you just said so – like, I just I don't know. I, I think that you could put together a pretty sizable roster. I mean, it, Leonard is what six seven. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jourdain is six eight. You're putting together just those two positions, and six nine, six nine for Amzel five. Like the size yeah. that you're putting together, just off of potential, is crazy. And right. I, I think that if you can put him at the three. Um, Likely Jordan at the four. I'm not sure he'll start. I'm trying to think. It's so early. It's kind of hard to say. Ansel could play four. Malcolm could play five. I mean, you just have so many options, right? Assuming oh, Malcolm, you're going to get where at the five. Khalil, where It's fine. You, oh, I mean, yeah. there's so many options right now. But my, my point is at six, seven, you could do a lot of different things with him. A lot of different things. I don't know what his wingspan is, but I'm sure that will also play into this as well.
0: I'm willing to bet it's at least six, seven.
1: I imagine a he's longer. definitely a, a plus. Nah, I'm going to look it up real quickly. I'm just curious. for S's now, It definitely
0: feels like uh, Penny's want to get back to that long athletic roster. Just make it very difficult defensively. And I'll say this Leonard on, on three is the 25th overall, uh, Transfer in the portal. And then the athletic, I don't know if you saw this. I think you did. I sent it to you earlier. The athletics got him listed at 38. Um, wow. Mostly because of his uh, defensive play. Um, they call him elite length and all sorts of bounce. He flies all over the court, finishes drastically above the rim as a cutter. So a, a cutter, it makes me think of. Elijah, but like we said, a little bit more athletic. So those layups are turning turn into posters on people's heads. Um, but it says his athleticism and length makes him a massive impact on defense, slides around, is a menace in help situations, blocking nearly two shots a game, gets home more often than not in passing lanes, Uh, because it's almost impossible as an offensive player to properly judge how long he is. Makes me think he's got a much longer wingspan. And then on ball defensive, he's extremely difficult to get around. Sure. So definitely sounds like an elite level impact player on the defensive end of the floor.
1: Yeah. I think you, you had a good comparison with, uh, with Eli. I think Elijah is a very good comparison. I still like the DJ one just because of the plus wingspan, the bounciness, the athleticism. Uh, Obviously, a better defender than DJ. Yeah,
0: sounds like a better on ball help situation defender. DJ relied a lot on his ability to block shots. So
1: I just, I feel like this dude's going to be a monster in transition if he ends up at Memphis. That's all. I mean, It just seems like he's going to be a tear. I can see it.
0: So let me ask you this. If you came away this weekend of the four and you could only get two of them, what are your two you're taking?
1: I would say definitely Leonard. I think Leonard makes the most sense from a fit perspective. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. Um. Is so hard between Ansel and Mills. Ansel feels
0: this not this. I mean, similar to the Jordan commitment, kind of to me. And mm-hmm. you've already got Chandler, Malco's on the fence, but those are all very similarly sized forwards. Like, are we getting a little crowded down there?
1: I don't think so. No, I, I think, don't think Leonard so. for me
0: is definitely also. One. give me that elite level athletic defensive claim especially if he under like that's his role and he understands it Sure, so sign me up right now
1: i think mills offers pretty elite size at the guard position at six five um especially against in the american i mean that six65 is usually a pretty good size difference at the guard position um i do think i go after amsel though I think Amsel's one I would prioritize because he offers size and shooting. You don't know if Malcolm's back Chandler's back, but he's typically more of a five than anything. I think he offers you that uh, interior defense. Just more so than, than anyone else. I think we've talked about yet. Yeah. Um, not to say Amsel's a poor defender, but it seems like he spends more time kind of uh, not defending the post often. Think if you kind of look at his numbers, it wouldn't support that. But, um, Amsel's my answer. I understand if you would take Mills though, it's that's that's tough.
0: No, I I think I agree with you. I think it's definitely Leonard for sure. And you're right. I think the things that Amsel provides with this size spot up shooting, we talked about at 95th percentile, the kid knocks down three balls when he's spotted up. He need it. And then he shoots the free throw as well, too. And he gets to the free throw line for a big man. And like you said, without, yeah. he doesn't foul, really. So, like, um, yeah. He averages less than two fouls a game, which is something mm-hmm. that in that position we haven't had in a long – and that's less than two fouls a game playing 30 minutes a night. You need that. I mean, I could – I could see getting mills and having him play at the two or the three. But like you said, I don't know that I would want him as a primary ball handler. Quez I would be fine with, but I think there's just better point guards out there that you could probably get, to be honest.
1: Sure. So that's better guards overall. Like I'm trying not to be picky about taking an actual point guard. Like I know I kind of harped on Quez being a, A two assist guy, whatever, right? I think that uh, you can get away with the guy averaging under four assists a game for sure. Uh, And still be an efficient basketball team. So,
0: yeah, especially if you're, you posted this earlier. And if you guys aren't in the Discord, sign up TJ and Trey uh, for your promo code to get uh, a little bit of a discount but we could be making a move back to more position lists, So it's like, I don't know. Do you really need that primary facilitator? Or is everybody going to be sharing the ball? Everybody right around there at two-ish assist a game. 1. Sure.
1: 1.8, 1.75. So anyway. DJ um, Cryer just hit the portal too. Right, oh, every oh,
0: day. And right, like oh, the rest of this week, with the final four being over, you're going to keep getting, I mean, what we talked about it, I think it was mentioned the other day, Katie didn't even hit the portal last year till like April 11th. So you're still, I mean, you, there is plenty of time for other guys sure. to, uh, to throw their name out there that it can be absolute difference makers. I mean, we saw it happen last year. Um, so, and shoot, I mean, I don't expect, and even the next month, this roster to be set. We've seen it every year. Into the summer, guys getting added. Uh, we saw it with Emmanuel Acott last year. Thought we had him. You get in the middle of summer and he's out of here. Right? So you find yeah. a piece down the stretch in County late. So um, I would love to have the roster set sooner rather than later. I've said that every year because I think if you've got the team together all summer long, it's going to pay dividends come – which we've seen not so much this past year, but in the previous years, the slower starts from the team. So, um, but that's just kind of the way that, that it is these days with the portal.
1: So, I'm just saying, if Penny is listening to this podcast, we know you are. I'm going to prioritize Max Abbas. Abbas, let me hear, hear me out, Trey. You, you with me here? I hear you. 24 points a game. from three on 10 threes a game.
0: 10 threes. I don't.
1: Four and a half assists. No, stop. That is, that is.
0: TJ, they were. Like Damian Lillard's type of stuff. Last year that we didn't shoot 10 threes as a team in a game. Well. I think.
1: Max Admas. Hear me out. Option one. Option two, LJ Cryer. There
0: are good guards hitting the portal. Yeah, dude, Amos looking 37% this year, 39% from three last year, 43% the year before yes, that.
1: it's absurd. It's absurd. But
0: the kid. it can shoot the cover off the ball.
1: It's also guys like that normally don't land at Memphis. They're probably going to go to a Blue Blood who has an opening. Not to say we don't have a chance. I definitely call that is elite, elite level guard play. They can take you a but, long hey, way. You said you were worried about a six foot guard. That's no, I no. it's okay with him. You may, it's okay.
0: Okay. Wow. You know what I'm seeing? He only, he didn't even get to the, he didn't even average two free throws a game attempted.
1: I'm okay. It doesn't matter. That's wild. I'm okay with it. I
0: don't know. No, I'm, that's, oh, that was his freshman year. Sorry. I hate, yeah, ESPN. Well, I, was, I was
1: like, I see they, five, dude.
0: They reverse ESPN. So if you look at it right now, it's in it says fre- this order. It's and fre- then when you click see all career stats, it reverses the order of the years. It's so dumb.
1: Gosh, yeah, 10
0: threes a game.
1: That's wild. TJ's wish list is ABMES first, Cryer second. You give me that. I don't care who else is on the roster. You make it happen. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I Abness mean, is listed at second overall on, on three, ninety-eight, a five-star transfer, hundred k in nil. We're gonna run out of nil money. Well, yeah, probably. That's probably good true. thing. Uh, Mikey's getting it from other sources.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, he's got the whole uh, marketing department thing. That deal with that marketing department. Yeah. Rumor has it. He's getting three 23 million. 23, it's yeah, bananas. Three and a half. Must be nice.
0: Must be nice. Here we are. It's supposed to be spring football season, and it's like basketball is just ramping up. It, it's look look the portal. Is at it. Look what this the portal the portal is done. It's year-round now. Constant basketball news. We needed it. I hate it, but I love it. Because I don't like having a brand new team and not knowing what you're going to have going into next year. But then from this aspect, to be able to talk about it, get excited, see who's hitting, who you got a chance with, I
1: love that part of it. It is kind of like a down – not really a downtime in college football. It is spring practice. There's not really much going on. You can't really get a full um, look at the team, right? They're still working on depth chart. You could go to practice tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow and uh, see one lineup and you go again on Thursday and it's a completely different set of guys. It's ever-changing. They're still trying to figure it out. Basketball's in free agency mode. It's bananas right now. I get it. Until we get closer to that spring game, it's still kind of basketball season, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I want it to be football season at this point. I'm having fun
0: with this. Um, Alright, anything else basketball-wise?
1: Um, what were your feelings on Nick Jordan? I don't know if we talked about it.
0: We haven't, and we should have mentioned that off the top, that we did get our first pull commit in Nick Jordan out of Temple. I don't know. I don't feel... I'm not like super stoked about it, but I think I just need to look into it more. I mean, it's – people will point to him having his best game against us, 16-10, and 10, his only double-double on the year. <laughs> but then it's like how much of that is because of how Penny game plans, right? He's always making sure. somebody else beat us, don't let their best players beat us. So I'm like, of course he had his best game against us because Penny knew he wasn't going to beat us by himself. Yeah. Um. I mean, he feels like a guy that's going to come in and buy in. I've heard people and seen people talk about he makes the hustle play. So, like, you need guys like that. If that's what he's going to come in and do, I'm all for it. But, yeah, I mean, he shoots 50% from the field. That's decent. But 22% from three, 68% from the free throw line. I mean, he's going to rebound the basketball. Um. But nothing else really. I mean, I don't know. Nothing really sticks out. Sticks out to me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at his overall stats, he's not doing much on offense, right? You know, I mean, I'll put it took this way: thirty-six I'm, attempts I'm, on threes. I'm fine
0: with it if Malcolm's out. Mm. If you have both of them, I don't really know. And then you add Amsel, like. I know Amsel kind of plays differently than them, but you're just getting sure. up there with a bunch of 6'9 forwards, and you got Chandler already on the roster coming back. Like, feels like one too many to me.
1: Oh, that's fair. I um, I think he's a safe grab, right? I think if anything, he is at least immediate depth. Um, and perhaps this is a telltale sign that Malcolm may not be back, or maybe they're not uh, – Favoring well in the center market, and you're going to get more of Chandler and Malcolm at the center, and Jordan and Ashton and whomever else at the four. Uh, maybe it's for maybe it's for telling. I don't know, but uh, I think defensively, he's probably a, de- a better defender than he is an o- f- offensive player, if that makes sense. I mean, if you look at it, 103 is an okay defensive rating. I, Defensive ratings are also kind of hard to use because it's more of a team. It's more reliant on like the team's defense and temple was not a great defensive team. Um, but last year he was at 97% or excuse me, a decent defensive rating at 97, which is good. Um, offensively, he's not good. I'll keep it honest there. Um, 104.6. And you talked about it. The three point shots, not falling. Um Basically, 60% from where are we at, 50% from the floor. So it's like 60 from two and then 22 from the three. It's whatever. I think it's a safe ad. He's definitely a, a good body. I think this is someone I would probably compare more to how Elijah was, right? Elijah didn't come in with any like mind blowing stats or anything like that, but he turned out to just be a good team player and made a lot of the hustle plays, to your point.
0: Yeah. Any, I mean, you need guys like that. Sure. So, so like also, and if this is like a replacement for Jamar young, I'll take it. Exactly. Much, much better than that. Even if it's just for a uh, very limited action. So that's all to say. I'm not like in love with it, but I don't hate it necessarily. It's just kind of like a, let's see
1: how it turns out. Let's see. Yeah, I think this is one that a lot of people are kind of like, "What? why this guy? Maybe it's, hey, maybe, maybe it's a package deal for a Temple teammate.
0: He's not coming, bro. I know. But I like to just. Can't can't even get a, which I'm not, we've talked about it already. I'm not like terribly upset by that. I'm not a big fan of people that leave in the middle of the year in a team sport.
1: I don't know. I'm not I'm not in that
0: locker room, dude. I, I know. That. I
1: know. I know. I know.
0: And you say he was on a dookie team, but I'm just saying. We not me. Give me more wees. Which Jordan feels like a wee, so I'll take him.
1: All right. Basketball, anything else?
0: Uh no. We'll watch it, like we said, a bunch of visits this week and typically when 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 Penny gets somebody on campus, I, th- I would say you get at least one. I would be surprised to not get at least one commitment sometime this weekend. If I'm being honest. That's
1: fair. I feel best about Amsel more than anyone, but uh, we'll see.
0: All right. Uh, football, not a ton going on, like you said. Uh, yeah. Spring practice. Um. I hadn't been able to make it out there since we were out there last last weekend. Um, looking forward to the spring game. I will say, our boy Calvin Austin, we mentioned, is the second coming of Calvin on this roster. Calvin himself was out there at practice uh, yesterday. Yeah. So good to see him uh, out there interacting with the squad. Um. Spring game, Friday, April 21st, 7 p.m., Simmons Bank. Be there or be a square. If you're not there, we'll have you covered on a full breakdown uh, the Monday after that game. TJ, I'll ask you this. We've talked a lot. I don't want to go into depth about all the battles that are out there, everything we're watching. I'm just going to ask you this. As we head into next season, not don't – Say, Seth, any other area. What's the most important position heading into next year?
1: Um, I'm going to say safety, honestly.
0: Wow. People, that was not an answer I was expecting out of Timothy It's the curveball.
1: That's the curveball. Well, you got to think. Q has been here for for how long, right? He
0: was born here.
1: Yeah, it feels like nine years at this point. Q is gone. He's moved on. He's going to the NFL. You're replacing Q. uh, Last year's starter is officially gone. I think he's at MTSU now. You have two new safeties back there. Kind of the captains of the team. Kind of, uh, you know, we talked about it already with Blair. He's taking some serious leadership, really yelling out commands and, and kind of directing guys. Got me
0: very. I'm, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go listen to it. Simeon Blair has got me thrilled. I am very excited about the defense with him back there as a a
1: leader. Yeah. So I, he's basically the quarterback of the defense, right? And I think that the offense is. I, he able he to sounds put like a, points.
0: He sounds like a defensive coordinator on the field. You remember when you played Pee Wee and your coach was on the field while you yeah. played? That's what it feels like with Simeon Blair at safety.
1: Very fair. You know, you look at it last year. We were able to score points, even though it sounds like we didn't. I'm trying to pull up the
0: exact number
1: um, for scoring. It was offense. like 35 a ball game. It was Something 35 like a ball game, which is good for fourth in conference behind SMU, Houston, and Tulane. Right? 35. You you score 35 points, you should be able to win many games. That's kind of my argument. Um, I think with Blair and Joel is. Probably who I project to start back there. Um, two former SEC safeties. I have a lot of faith in them. I, I think they're really going to kind of help push that defense. We, we've talked about their leadership and the, the, the screaming from Simeon Blair, who's not playing around. I'm actually very excited to see him play. Um, outside of quarterback, I, I'm, that's where I'm going. I'm going safety. I think they're really going to help lead that secondary and that defense uh, all in all. All
0: right.
1: What were you expecting me to say?
0: I don't know. I think, honestly, in what I want to say, I was expecting to say offensive line.
1: It's an easy. Uh, one. It's just as easy as quarterback. I know
0: it's. I know it's easy. I could also say running back. We've talked about it. It feels like there's five guys back there again. So I, I want. I'd like to see one guy step up and be the guy. I feel like I could say. Wide receiver slash tight end, still just kind of some unknown. Um, I know you added some guys in the portal, but we just hadn't seen anything yet, right? The returning guys aren't wow guys. I mean, you got Skates who has shown flashes. You got Rock who has shown mm-hmm. a flash here or there. Um, but I think I, I mean I don't I don't have really any concerns defensively if that makes sense I don't know why I just I feel really confident in the defense and maybe it's just uh I'm overhyped because of how pumped up Simi and Blair had me the other day but I think it's offensive line truly I mean it's the last several years that's been the issue primarily yeah it's what stalled drives it's what's I mean I would say and I don't know that Seth would say this or has said this but He's talked about his feet and leaving the pocket too quickly, and I think that boils down to – let's do the five whys, TJ. Why? The offensive line's not holding blocks. Uh, the run game comes down. I don't know that it's a lack of talent in the running back room. Sure, we may not in recent years have had a Kenny yeah. Gainwell or a Patrick Taylor or a Tony Pop. Yeah, we may not have a freaking NFL starting running back in the locker room, but that doesn't mean you can't have a hundred yard rusher. I mean we haven't had a hundred yard rusher in over a year.
1: Yeah, no, you you're right.
0: I think that comes down to the offensive line. So to yeah, me a- I know we put up 35 points, but there was far too often times in the game where drives stalled or you're trying to end the game. And you need a running game to do that, and we didn't have it.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. You know, we we've had really good running backs in the past, but with those running backs, also had really good offensive line. Dylan Parham and Dustin Woodard both went to the NFL. I mean, it the two coincide with each other, right? And it's not to say that we don't have any NFL talent on this offensive line. You never really know, right? There there's some guys that are just kind of uh kind of uncovered gems necessarily. I don't think that Dustin Woodard at six foot tall projected to be drafted and then taken by the Patriots was able to, to work out some there. But um, look, when it all comes down to it, I think things will improve. It's more reps. It's more um, kind of filling in these, these empty holes that tackle, I think is what we project to probably be the replacement points. I think that the inside three guys are going to be the same three, You're pulling in a a new tight end, whatever you think about tight end in terms of its blocking and and how big of a role it plays. Uh, And perhaps they get more creative, right? Perhaps they pull in an H back or something like that, some other blocking tight end, someone else to put an extra body out there. Um, Maybe it comes down to just being more creative with your play calling at the same time, right? I don't think it's a talent issue by any means. I think it's more of an execution issue. And uh, maybe with Jeff Myers – uh, and Ryan working with the offensive line a little bit more, maybe we'll see some improvement from the running game.
0: Let's hope so. Let's hope they are on the same page, and we see some improvement in the offensive line this year.
1: This game is getting close, by the way.
0: I uh, yeah, that's what I've been looking at. No, San Diego State just cut it to six. We got a game. They're on a nine-zero run. We get a ball game. Um. All right, you got anything else, football? Before I ask you something else. Um. Directly no, related try to, get- to what your background is.
1: Okay. Uh, a lot of visits. Spring week. I mean, you you get a lot of guys in. Uh, one I would be very interested in the Tigers landing is six six wide receiver Zamarion Brown. Six six is like Carlos Singleton's back. Are you kidding me? With the big Carlos body receiver inch. out there, dude. Carlos had
0: three inches on that man.
1: I know. I just can't think of anyone else who was six six that played for the Tigers. Yeah, six six plus true. a wide receiver. Carlos was six nine. Um, also a six four wide receiver, uh, Chad Barham. Just another big body wide receiver. Two guys that I would uh, I'd watch. I'd be curious to see if you could land those two guys. Just position of need, kind of going forward, and they're big, big frames. Nice.
0: Well, here's to uh, hoping they can land a couple of big body wide receivers and targets for uh, Seth and Tevin going forward. All right. Um, your background made me think of this. TJ, what's the best Memphis Tigers football helmet?
1: Uh, my answer is probably this one until – That one, to the- really? Really? Yeah, I love this helmet. Until we I went to the spring practice, Matt. oh, that one, yeah, yeah. There is one that I have. They have not ever worn, to my knowledge, and I can check. Uh, I can check to see if they have ever actually worn it. I don't know if they have, but there's a. It's like a matte black helmet. Sick. Yeah, I don't think they've worn it. What
0: is your? It was matte black with the updated, the new logo on it.
1: Yeah, this disgusting.
0: custom. Um, I think I love that matte gray. Although that the one that you have there, I want I like the blue face mask on it.
1: That's fair. I was trying to check and Johnny want... Memphis on Twitter to see if he had that black helmet
0: on his website. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to. If you guys that's haven't, check control. out. Uh, Johnny Memphis's site where he keeps up with all of the Memphis uniforms and the records we have, what they've worn, how many times they've worn it.
1: I really don't think they've um, this helmet.
0: Gosh, I don't want to pick the same helmet as you, but I do love that Matt Gray with the
1: uh, – uh, It's the best one.
0: I like the normal – I don't like logo one side, number one- other side. I like same both Double side. logo. Yeah. Yeah, double logo is the way to go. I'll even—I mean—I would take number number both side, but I think double logo.
1: I'm convinced we've never worn this helmet. I'm looking through it. I don't see it. I don't see. Oh, that one might be close. No. Maybe against Tulane in 2021. I don't think so. I just see we wore a black helmet.
0: Oh. I just found another one that I like. Well, this is like one of my favorite pictures, anyway. I'm about to make it my background. Hold on. I loved the uniforms from the 2017 AAC Conference Championship. I'm about to put it up here. You see that?
1: Oh, that was a good one. That's a nice one.
0: Anthony and Tony. I love the white with the logo both sides. And then the numbers on the back kind of decently big like that. I think I would like this one better again if it was a blue face mask.
1: All right. No confirmed. We've never worn these helmets before. I should have taken a picture of it just so we could attach it to this. I can do one of those things. So I'm like, hey, Kenny, can you put the logo up here and like make him drop it yeah. in the video? But we've never won these helmets.
0: So if you guys are listening or watching, comment wherever, what your favorite, what's the best Memphis Tiger football helmet? And it, you could, I'm not, we don't even have to be current uniforms. You could go back. A lot of people, the old school uh, Seahawk style one. I wish we had really? a script. I don't like that one that much. I've just, I know people have talked, I've heard people talk about it before. I wish we had a, uh, like cursive script Tigers helmet.
1: Yeah. I don't think I also we want ever us to
0: wear, I want us to wear a throwback one oh, periodically, God. like once a year.
1: Yeah. I would love the old school pouncer, like the, uh, the cartoon kind of cartoony one. I would love to wear that one.
0: Okay, like this. Gosh, I was going to save this for an upcoming. We'll do it now. We've gone helmet. What's the best Oh, it's too. You can't see all of them. Embarrassing, dude. What's the best logo?
1: None of those.
0: Here, I'm about to make you tiny so the people at home can see. There you go. This one, you are one? one,
1: dude. I love that logo. I don't know. I think that the new logo, and this is so dumb that we even talk about this, but like the new logo without the orange, I think just looks better. Oh, it's so much better with the orange.
0: Even look, even the old school MSU, the blue is lighter. Just too, blue and white looks better than when it had the orange in it. it looks good definitely. All right, let's I get changed. to this Poppy's pills. You know what I don't like? Like all the color off-white or eggshell, whatever you want to call this. It's
1: bone. It's
0: just it looks dirty colored. I don't like it. Tennessee kept wearing those. I did not. That is great. I just assumed it was generic like a like just wheat. I like that. That's creative. Uh, Tennessee kept wearing those off-white Vols script. They're so – especially in a uniform, off-white is disgusting.
1: I couldn't tell they like, were actually white. I thought they were just like, white with, like, orange around them, so it looked dirty. No,
0: nah, they just look dirty. Like, you. they've been sweating and weren't washed between games. I would probably rate oh, this yeah. can higher if it wasn't this like creamy off white color. But, you pointing out those pills can. as the wheat though is
1: great. I think that's unfortunately the best part about it though. I think it's a pretty boring can. It really is. If you kind of look at it, it's that uh, oatmeal type of color here. It says poppy pills. It's got the pills instead of the wheat. Like that's like the one cool thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like other, other than can, that is a, I'm gonna say a five point eight. It doesn't even look like a beer can,
0: honestly. Like with the script. I don't it looks like a root beer almost.
1: I get that. I get that.
0: Or like uh you had the new olipops, that's what it looks like. It looks like an olipop can. The healthy soda. Yeah, I'm not I was
1: what's your can rating?
0: I'm going six flat. I know that's a rookie score, but that's just what it feels like. Into your heart, it is a good. It's going beer. out to you, I've enjoyed it.
1: Oh well, good thing you have that feeling because now it's time to rate the beer.
0: That's <sighs> a good pilsner. Very crushable. I would. I could take a sixer of these to the tailgate. Um, refreshing. It's lighter. Seven eight, that's a good okay. beer. No,
1: you're right on par with me. I said seven six. I could definitely drink multiple of them. Uh, it does have a malty taste that yeah, I drink some water right? to kind of wash We're that out. I um, will but say no, it's, it,
0: it's good. Very light in color.
1: It's definitely good. I'd recommend Poppy's Pills for sure.
0: I would too. I would recommend it. If you haven't tried it, grab a six pack.
1: We, we actually day. planned on doing this one like a month ago, and Trey's wife drank it. So Employee. we
0: have a... TJ and I both <laughs> have an employees-only, Tigers Untapped employees-only drawer in our fridges, marked exclusively, and both of us have family that will sneak brews out of that
1: drawer. It's literally labeled. If I could I take my cool. laptop and drag it in there, I would show you that the, the beer fridge says it's Tigers Untapped employees audacity
0: honestly so anyway all right tj here's to uh maybe some portal commitments by the time we talk next week we need them come to the cold beers take a lot takes peace
1: if you enjoyed this episode of tigers untapped please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.